So I think this is really important as part of this big picture is that initially you're trying to connect with people and that's not sales, that's well, well before sales. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to the new podcast. I'm your host, I'm Christine, and I'm joined today by someone new because we are kicking off a new series, actually. And with me is Sam Hollis. Hello, Sam. Hi, Christine. How are you doing? Good, thank you. And Sam will introduce himself in a second, but what we're going to do, because he's specializing in digital marketing, he will tell you more about that in a second. We're going to talk about digital funnel building, really, and how this can be good or not good, and what are the advantages, and how, if you want to do it, you can do it correctly. So four episodes, as usual, with the lovely Sam. Sam, I'm handing over to you to introduce yourself. Thank you. So I'm Sam Hollis from Sam Hollis Web Design. So I run a web design company working with small businesses, helping them with their website and their digital marketing. We started just in websites and realized there's the whole picture that people need help with. A website is not a magic thing that works on its own. There's lots goes on before and afterwards in the digital marketing. So we help people with that whole space with their digital marketing and their websites. Thank you. And I mean, there's so many things. I'm a big fan of automizing as much as possible. I'm also a big fan of keeping it as non-annoying as possible <laughs> and also yeah. a fan of keeping it as human as possible. However, obviously these funnels, email chains, this connection, let's call it, with people over a longer period of time really work. And this is why we wanted to talk about that. And today we're actually introducing the topic by talking about big ideas and the principles. So do you want to dive right in? Yeah. So I guess the people often say, you know, what is a funnel? What are we talking about? And so the big picture is about where I guess eventually my clients, where future clients are coming from, what sort of process they go to before they become a client and sort of how do you filter them down and get the right clients. And so that starts a, a long way off before they're thinking about a client when you're just trying to connect with relevant people. So I think this is really important as part of this big picture is that initially you're trying to connect with people um, and that's not sales, that's well, well before sales. And I think a lot of people start with their big picture and fall down because the first connection they make with people is a sales connection. And so the idea of this funnel isn't about that. It's about initially getting people interested in what you do, getting people interested in your offer, letting people know that you're an expert in your field and, and trying to get some engagement with that. So initially that's a very light touch. That's about social media posts and then maybe noticing you once or twice and liking. And gradually it gets sort of, as, as we go down the funnel, it gets sort of more and more concentrated. So like we say, to start with, it could literally be somebody sees a social media post of yours and likes it, something as simple as that. And sort of as we go further down, they start to engage with you more. So maybe eventually they comment on a social media post. Maybe as they sort of seen a few more, they subscribe to your newsletter and start to get more information directly to them. 
maybe eventually they set up a one-to-one and have a chat with you and sort of hear your expertise in particular areas and gradually as this process goes down they sort of become closer to you get more information from you connect with you and talk to you more and more until eventually the hope is that they eventually almost ask the sales question because they've seen what great things you offer and they go "Mm, right I've got to this point where I've seen you're an expert I've seen how much information you've given out you've really helped with the information you give me and I've tried to do some things myself but now can you help me as the expert I want some help please and they reach out and, and almost ask for the sale and it's that sort of whole process of gradually getting them down and down that funnel from you know having just like to post or seen something you said listen to a podcast to them pretty much asking you for the sale no one usually buys from you straight away when they see your first post or if you try to sell to them straight away we're talking about having a business here so in the end you you want to sell (laughs) products or services however you need to build trust no matter what you're selling the trust i mean if we're talking about products and you might say oh what if i buy a product on amazon i never talked to this company before maybe okay but you will see the reviews and you will see the social proof let's say and the trust that other people build for you instead saying oh this worked or that that, that didn't work so there's always this element of getting to know you and especially if we're talking about some if a service and not just a product in air quotes and exactly like you say so all this awareness about what you do who you are what kind of offer you have is coming through contacts on social media is coming through newsletters it's maybe you've met a person at a networking event but even if they don't pay for something but they have to spend time or they give away their email address. These days, giving away your email address is kind of already paying <laughs> because I know we're all oversaturated with newsletters and and products and everything so that we don't really want to give our email address unless we think it's really of value to us. So even getting someone to sign up to your newsletter can a bit of work as in that they see what they're doing on social media. One other thing that I would like to mention is that a lot of times, maybe if you don't get a massive engagement on social media, it doesn't mean that people don't see it. And it doesn't mean that people don't like what you're posting. I have so many times, really on a regular basis, people letting me know in a different way. So either I've met them in person or and they say something or they are sending me a message and they say, you know what, I've seen all your posts and, and I really love what you're sharing. Um, but this person or these people that tell me this, they never liked or commented on anything, <laughs> I have to say. So don't despair just because maybe there's not so much engagement. It doesn't mean that people don't see it. It doesn't mean that people won't understand what you're doing. And then you build that trust and eventually they might be ready to invest something. And that might be in a small bit or even in a higher end product, depends on all the things that you are offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Like you said, with the email address, I think that's a big thing. We talked to quite a lot of people on, and a lot of clients when they come to us initially say, oh, I think we'd like a newsletter subscribe on our website so people can sign up to their newsletter. And when I turn around and ask them and say, well, how many more emails would you like in your inbox? Guess what? Their answer is none. My inbox is full. It's crazy, which is sort of what everybody says. So yeah, like you say, giving away an email address isn't that simple. You aren't ready to it regularly. And if I say to you, would you like to sign up to my newsletter? Your most likely answer is 
Well, no, why would I? So I th think that's that's often a big part of the fun is getting people to do that, because once you've got their email address that you can then send them email marketing. And again, not necessarily selling more, showing them what you know and what you can do and how you can help. But selling that, selling the idea of them giving you the email address is important. And that could just be through building trust or what a lot of people do is through the free giveaway whatever it is the free download or the free call something that's of so much value that some that someone's willing to go yeah okay i'll hand over my email address for this piece of content for this call with an expert because it's so so much value to me and that's a, a much more um effective way of getting people's email addresses and going would you like my newsletter now maybe if you've done tons of brilliant stuff on social media that people are going to go well their stuff on social media is so amazing that their newsletter is going to be stunning but you know i think for a lot of people trying to get give some sort of something to tempt people in to give their email newsletter sorry to give their email address over is really useful because that's a big step that's a big hurdle and you've definitely moved them down the funnel when you've got the email address because if you're posting on social media as you know you know only a fraction of your followers ever see it well if you drop somebody email it gets to everybody's inbox even if they delete it they've still seen your name and seen that you've been in touch and also People might unsubscribe from your newsletter again. <laughs> Now there's a few things that you can obviously put in place to not have that happen, which is creating really valuable newsletters that people want to read. And how do you do that? By seeing what they want to read, by talking to them, maybe ask them, get them engaged, use make use of the newsletter and make it part of a two-way conversation and not just sending out emails, but ask maybe a question, ask them to drop you a line how they are, what they struggle with at the moment. All this is also valuable information actually to create products and services around what they actually need, plus obviously the content. You can then reuse obviously the content in on all kind in all kind of media such as newsletter or social media or anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I often think of unsubscribes a different way. So as long as your newsletter is relevant and engaging to your target audience, I mean that that's a key if it's not you need to work on that. But if it is relevant and engaging to your target audience and somebody unsubscribes, chances are they're not your target audience. So in some ways, you know, not all unsubscribes are bad. Some of them are just automatically your audience filtering itself and some people going this isn't for me this isn't relevant for me and that's great to be honest it's going to save you time and effort not speaking to that person so I'm not so sure that unsubscribes are a bad thing if there's a lot there's something wrong but if it's a few I think that's great filtering and that newsletter engagement I don't know how you've done with it Christine but I find I've tried with that and I find it's really hard to get much two-way engagement with the newsletter I found asking questions trying to tempt people in to give me feedback on stuff I found very little engagement back on that have you tried that yes i have actually i find the same but there are some that come back and i have to say there's also some again that told me oh i love your newsletter and i like that you always ask questions even though i don't never replied <laughs> but it's a, bit <laughs> of a trial and error like with everything that yeah, you yeah. Do marketing, i guess um but it can be a nice way to show that you care what they're thinking about even though there might not be a response but when I read a newsletter where they're asking me something I, I sometimes even reply and I sometimes don't reply but it makes me feel oh, okay this person wants to know about me and what I'm doing or how I am. <laughs> 
Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I hadn't thought of it that way in terms of even if you're not getting the reply, that or sort of they're enjoying the engagement and and feeling listened to because you're trying to engage with them even if they don't reply. I guess, like you were saying with the social media, there are people, aren't they, who are reading the posts, who are liking the posts, but liking as in not ticking the like box, but they li- actually like them. But you don't get the sort of stats on that because they're just sort of lurking in the background. But suddenly they may come to you one day because they've seen your posts, seen your emails and they're, and they're interested. I, I guess we all what we haven't talked about is, con- and this is a big, big part of this, in that to engage, to get engagement, you've got to have some useful content for people. Because for my interview you've got to let people know you actually know what you're doing and you've got to provide something useful for them otherwise they you know the engagement very quickly can become very shallow you can add some personal things you can add some little bits of information but eventually they're going to you know you've got to start to provide people with something useful something for them so that the sort of the conversation can continue the relationship can continue and so i think the really key to that is really good content like you're creating here christine with podcasts so podcasts blogs vlogs longer like linkedin articles all sorts of things like that there's got to be content there that you can give to your audience that they can see is valuable to them that is teaching them that is engaging them so that that engagement keeps up because if you just sort of keep with a little short social media post and little fun ones are great from time to time and really good for engaging people but without that sort of meat and content behind it as well I think the relationships will tail off a bit so really good content that you can share with your users and a big bank of it if you've got a great bank of blogs and vlogs that you can share at relevant times of year to relevant groups of people if topics come up you can direct people to them then that content is really great an essential part of of helping people through that funnel because you're showing people what an expert you are you're engaging in the story and you're yeah you're providing you're providing really useful information for them that they're using and remembering it's you because all of this content that you're showing them of is of course covered in your branding and your name if it's videos you're in it if it's blogs your pictures at the side of it and it's on your website so yeah i think content is a is a massive part of that funnel and and the more of it you have that's relevant and engaging for your audience the better there's no reason why you shouldn't reuse content in different media so i created for example the startup formula which consists of six steps that people can go through when they start their own business and i wrote a book about it i created podcast about it. I created blog posts for each step. I put them as tips on social media. I create reels out of them. So there's no point in not using them. I also put them in then in my newsletter, of course. And just because someone is getting the newsletter first, probably it might be that they're not reading every newsletter from top to bottom all the time. The same with the blog posts, the same with social media. They don't see all your posts and stuff. So don't be afraid to, to reuse things because you think, oh, they have seen this already on Facebook or on Instagram or TikTok or wherever you are or LinkedIn. And yeah, just make use of your time and reuse stuff that you already created. No, definitely. And, and a lot of the a lot of that just saves you a lot of time and works really well. I, For me, I think the blog on your website is almost like the, the core of, of that, the sort of core of your resources, because it's where your written blogs go, but also your video blogs can go there. Podcasts can form part of that. And I think that's sort of that central core and you can build out from that. And that can those can be used then for social media posts. So you could do a post about a whole blog or even just, a, you know, a small section of a blog you could 
post about and send people to it. I mean, for most people, newsletters don't take that long to write because a newsletter is effectively a rehash of content you've created that month. And possibly, like you said, also content from a while ago you might have dug out from last year or something that that's still relevant. And so, yeah, newsletters use make use of that content again. So, yeah, I don't think you're right. There's any need to worry about uh, repeating stuff. I mean, if you're putting the same blog on LinkedIn week after week after week, that's not going to look good, is it? But if you've if you've put the blog on LinkedIn and you've maybe written a little bit about it on Facebook and linked to it, and then maybe you make actually a video version of that blog because some people are going to prefer the written version and some people are going to prefer the, the video version because people like to take things in different ways as well. And that's not just repeating yourself. It's just, you know, making what you're saying accessible for different audiences, which I think is really really important yeah i agree and again not i I, exactly what you just said do not put it on the same platform all the time again but reuse it in the different platforms in different media like you just said make a video out of it write a blog post of it create a reel whatever medium you're using Okay, what else? What else would you like to say about this topic in this? And I get I guess the other thing with the funnel is is to think about it carefully and think about how you are moving people down the funnel to the different levels and what your different levels are. So for most people, that top level of the funnel is the sort of the social media. It may be for the odd person the newsletter, but it's usually further down. It's usually those social media posts. So you're posting on social media and just people are seeing them. Maybe, like you say, they're not doing anything. Maybe they're putting the odd like, the odd comment. And then you have to think, well, what's your next layer down? So for most people, if it's social media, seeing stuff, the next thing down is you want people to follow you. So you've got to think, well, what am I going to do to make that happen? Because you've got to, when you move people down the funnel, they're not going to do it magically. You normally have to do something. You've got to, it might be processes you've put in place that are automatic, but you've got to do something. So people are liking your post. What are you going to do to try and get them to follow you? Well, maybe you notice them and you follow them and you hope they follow you back. There's a, that's a very common thing to do. Maybe you reach out to people who are liking some of your posts and send them a personal message. Ask if they're liking, ask if there's something different you want to see, but there's some sort of proactive thing going on there to help people move from one level to the next in your funnel. It could be that posts are saying, you know, would you like to see more of this? You know, make sure you follow me and then you get get more posts like this. But you're doing something. So you think, okay, so I've moved then from them seeing my stuff and then I'm moving to them following me on social media. So now they're going to see even more of what I'm putting out there. And then you've got to think, so what's my next level of my funnel and how am I going to get people there? And so for a lot of people, that's probably then them seeing content on your website, seeing vlogs, podcasts. So then you're starting to direct people off the social platform to somewhere else. And that might be to a podcast. It might be to your blog. It could be somewhere totally different, but that's good as well. And you've got to balance it because you've got to remember people are looking at your social media posts because they like them. They like the information you're giving. So suddenly all of your posts on social media say, go and look at my blog. That's not what you're doing that engaged them and it's no longer engaging for them. So you can't do too much of it. It's a balancing act. You know, you've got to add a little bit in there of sending people to your website, sending people to your podcast, but not too much because you've got to keep that engaging content content and keep them engaging and getting new people coming in and yes so then you think okay we've got people to my website now that's great they're looking at my blog what else do I want them to do and what do I want to get them to the next level now of course all these levels I'm talking about you could have different things in your levels this is an example so let's say they're at my website what's my the next thing I want them to do and again a common thing after the website is you want people on your email newsletter okay so how are you going to do that 
we talked about earlier saying would you like to subscribe to my newsletter you could do that you might you might not want to do that you might want to give away something free but the key is when people have come to your blogs or come to other parts of your website and i recommend you sell them to the send them not sell them send them to the parts of your website that give information not the sales part you need a sales part to your website but that's not what you want to send people right now you want to be sending them to the places where you're giving them useful information the blogs the vlogs the podcasts yeah but maybe at the bottom of those, you want a little banner with your free giveaway. Yeah. Would you like to receive my top 10 tips on how to improve your digital marketing? Oh, yes, please. And they type in the email address and they're then on your email newsletter. So they've moved down another level because now they've visited your website and they might visit again. But they're much more likely to visit again now because you've got their email address. So you're going to be sending them an email newsletter probably once every two weeks, once a month. That's going to be sending them more resources and sending them back to the newsletter but it's also going to start to put in little bits of information about what you offer and the services you provide and how great those services and what a brilliant time other customers have customers have had working with you as well as all of that valuable content so gradually then you're starting to move towards the sale so you can see as we move down the funnel we've got to think what stage are people at what stage do I want them to be at next and how am I going to move them and that how am I going to move them might be an automated thing like we said on your website it might be that all of your blogs and podcasts have a subscribe thing at the bottom and so effectively you don't need to do anything or it might be like we talked about moving them from liking your post to following you and you need to just give people a bit of a nudge it, it can be any of those processes and different things at different levels but the key is you kind of know what those levels are and you've got a real plan for how you're moving people from one to the next to the next to the next and moving them eventually towards that sale which like we said is the end goal because it's a business yeah exactly and it's easier if you decide what will be the first thing <laughs> there might be different things that you that are the starting point different products different lists that you want to get them on but if you have just one that might be also easier for you and uh, for your roadmap. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So I, I think, yeah, how many funnels you have varies massively from business to business, doesn't it? And, and what the service they offer. For some businesses, they're offering a couple of services, but actually they're quite similar. So they're looking at similar clients so that then the funnel can be single for all of them and there doesn't need to be a lot of differentiation. You can talk about all your products. However, it might be that the business is offering very different services to very different people. It might be, say, a photographer who at the weekend is doing pet portraits and during the week is doing corporate headshots and they're totally different audiences looking for totally different things so in that sort of case you would want a completely separate funnel that's different from each other because the people who want a picture of you of them with their dog are not generally the same picture who want a corporate headshot so yeah it's it depends on your business as to how complicated this is how many levels this is how many funnels you want but it's got to work for your business and it's got to be manageable you might think i've got all these services i need 14 funnels and you know, you then got to think, well, is this a good idea? Is this manageable? It's, it's got to be a balance, hasn't it, between what would be best, what's manageable, who your audience are and how you and how you balance all of those things. I think the key for me for, for the funnels is just keep providing value for your audience. You know, don't sell to them. Just, you know, give, 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 give as much as you can yeah give as much information as you can give as much advice as you can. And then in time, those sales will come.
Yeah, I agree. I mean, you don't want to give away your entire product or your entire service. No. That's the whole point. But I agree. Don't be afraid to give away too much in the sense of, oh, no, I I just give them like a little teaser here and a little teaser there. It needs to be of value, not just like an announcement of something what you can do, but it needs to be maybe an actual tip or something like oh, that. Def no, definitely. I mean, and to be honest, I think for a lot of people, we can almost tell people how to do stuff. You know, me as a web designer i could give all sorts of information about how to do web design stuff i don't want to keep any of it secret because i know eventually people are going to go there's an awful lot for me to learn here there's an awful lot for me to do actually can you do it for me and so that's the step for me that can you do it for me because no matter how much advice and things you give to people they don't have the time and they don't have the same level of expertise they will eventually step and go actually you're the person to do this for me yeah right Okay, I think that's it for today for this episode. Thank you so much for the overview and already great tips in there. In episode two, we're actually going to talk a bit more about the top of your funnel and how you're getting people in. So I'm looking forward to recording those with you. Thank you, Sam, for today. No problem. Thanks so much. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.